What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners. So, WrestleMania is upon us. We are just mere days away from WrestleMania. We are, at the time of recording this, away from NXT TakeOver New York. Um, my hype levels are uh, really ramping up um, as the hours uh, move on. And yeah, there's a, a lot of um, interesting matches that um, have certainly developed over the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I thought a couple of really good episodes of Monday Night Raw and uh, Smackdown Live this past week, so lots to talk about. Uh, this is going to be another bit of a bumper episode. I know back when I started uh, several, several episodes ago, it was all about NXT and NXT UK, but the closer you get to a big event like WrestleMania, the more you want to talk about it, the more you want to talk about the matches, the build predictions and that's pretty much going to be uh, the, the format for today so we're going to be looking at uh, the Wrestlemania card breaking down each match um, and and kind of I'll give you my prediction for what it's worth for each of the matches what I think will be the kind of the the lay of the land at the end of Wrestlemania going to touch on briefly the G1 Supercard, that's the New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor Supercard from Madison Square Garden which is taking place on the Saturday night. So yes, it's a bit of a bumper episode but then if you've listened for the last few weeks you're probably used to that. Uh, no more 30 to 40 minute episodes, each one seems to be uh, going over the hour. Uh, but uh, like I say, once things calm down a little bit, we're kind of beyond WrestleMania season. Hopefully, we can uh, kind of get back to normal and get back to the normal 30, 40 minute uh, episodes, which I know that a lot of you like. Um, but um, I hope you've had a, a great week. Uh, yes, um, I've had a good week as well. I, I've only got two more shifts at work before I have a five day break where I can watch water wall wrestling and be completely and utterly exhausted at the end of it. Bearing in mind that, uh, um, like most of our UK listeners and the UK viewers of uh, anything that's taking place stateside, um, yes, you'll be awake at uh, funny hours of the of the morning, uh, from midnight through till four or five or uh, however long WrestleMania goes on for uh, into the into the wee hours on Monday morning. But uh, certainly for myself, three really fun nights that I'm looking forward to. Friday night with NXT TakeOver New York. Saturday I'm going to be staying up to watch uh, the G1 Supercard uh, from uh, Madison Square Gardens. And of course Sunday uh, I'll be watching WrestleMania. Um, and uh, of course Sunday afternoon I'll be catching up with the Hall of Fame from the Saturday night. And there's going to be lots of recording going on um, throughout the weekend as well, so we can keep you guys up to date um, with various special guest hosts. So the uh, kind of plan at the moment, as it stands, is that um, me, Matt Bayliss, and uh, David Anderson will be back. We're looking to do a three-man booth to cover NXT TakeOver New York. So, of course, that airs on the WWE Network Friday night <clears throat> into the uh, into the wee hours of Saturday morning. We're going to try and cover that and get that uh, review episode up on Saturday afternoon. WrestleMania, of course, takes place on uh, Sunday, going into Monday, uh, UK time. And uh, looking to get that recorded Monday, uh, to get that up Monday afternoon, Monday evening. So we can get you get get our thoughts and our uh, reviews and our feelings about uh, those two shows out as quickly as we can. Um, I will also be watching the G1 Supercard. I've just renewed my subscription to New Japan World. Um, it's really good value for money. I think it's like 
uh, 9.99 yen, uh, 9 yen 99, um, and uh, that that translates down to about seven pound in uh, in English money in sterling. It's an excellent value for money. Um, so that's kind of per month. But even if you just wanted to watch the G1 Supercard, you know, seven pounds to see that um, is still an absolute bargain. And I'll run down some of their matches or all the matches a bit later on. First of all, uh, a couple of plugs for um, Wrestling With Johnners. So if you wanted to reach out to the show, you can do. You can email the show, give us some feedback, tell us uh, what you liked, what you, what you didn't like, what you, you'd like to see more of on Wrestling With Johnners. Simply email wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com. Uh, we've got a, a Twitter page, uh, which is slowly approaching uh, 900 followers. So we'd really like to kind of get that close to 900 um, before WrestleMania. And uh, like I say, once we reach that milestone of a thousand listeners, then we can uh, really start shouting about our success on Twitter. You can reach out to our Twitter page at withjohnners underscore pod. We're on Instagram as well. Um, Instagram.com forward slash wrestling with Johnners. And of course, our Facebook group where uh, I tend to kind of update with funny articles, uh, news stories and uh, you know, various uh, topics of interest. Uh, there's lots of new articles going up there all the time as we get closer to WrestleMania. A really fun and interactive uh, Facebook group. And just go on to Facebook and search Wrestling With Johnners. So, um, let's have a look at the Wrestle- WrestleMania card then. Um, no better time for it. This is the, the go-home episode of Wrestling With Johnners before uh, WrestleMania weekend. And uh, at the moment, unless I've missed one, there's, there's 15 matches confirmed. 15 matches confirmed. Um, we're expecting three or four of those to be on the pre-show. Now, uh, WrestleMania 34, there was only three. That was the two battle rules and the cruiserweight match. Uh, so expect there to be maybe three, possibly four, um, this time at the MetLife Stadium. So let's have a look at some of the matches then. Of, of course, you got the, the women's battle rule, which was announced earlier on in the week, where you got uh, combatants such as uh, uh, the very unfortunate Asuka. Uh, you've got uh, Mandy Rose, Carmella, Mickey James, Sonya Deville, and many others. I, I think it was 13 uh, announced uh, Naomi. Uh, one or two others haven't got the, the full list of the, that 13 um, in front of me at the moment but uh, you, you probably get some surprises in there you probably get some uh, maybe veteran uh, women wrestlers appear in the women's battle royal now well, something I mentioned on uh, on our Facebook group is I think it should be renamed um, last year they, they tried to get away with naming it uh, the the, uh, the the fabulous Moolah um, Battle Royal, uh, and of course that was canned once Snickers uh, caught wind of um, her kind of bad reputation and uh, kind of not very uh, fantastic legacy within the wrestling business in terms of the way she treated a lot of her female wrestlers, essentially pimping them out um, when when she was meant to be looking after them and training them and taking the majority of their uh, their income from when they were wrestling. Um, and that they they took the the fabulous Moolah moniker away from the women's battle royal, um, and it's just the, the WrestleMania women's battle royal. Um, I think they should call it the Sensational Invitational. What do you think about that? Of course, naming it after Sensational Sherry, um, Sherry Martel, and uh, I think that would be a, a fun uh, name for the the battle royal, the Sensational Invitational. Um, 
there we go. If anybody from the WWE front office are listening to this, um, you know, it's not too late. <clears throat> Looking at the, the, the entrance, um, some might say that Asuka could be a, a front runner, being as she only just lost the, the SmackDown Women's Championship to Charlotte on last week's SmackDown. Um, others might think that um, Mandy Rose could be deserving of the of the win here because she was originally penciled in to be Asuka's uh, opponent, challenger to Asuka's SmackDown Women's Championship. That, of course, uh, uh, didn't happen. Uh, Mandy Rose was meant to be the, uh, the the winner of the four-way match that was meant to have taken place last week between uh, herself, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Naomi and Carmella. Uh, let's say that uh, rug got pulled out from underneath them um, and uh, changed into the match between Charlotte and Asuka, which was one hell of a match. Um, and uh, I know that a lot of Asuka fans are not happy with the outcome there and the fact that Asuka is kind of um, left out uh, in the open with no clear match or certainly not having a title to defend at WrestleMania. But she is going to be one of the favourites for the women's battle rule. I think a dark horse to keep an eye out for would be uh, Sonya Deville. I do think that um, uh, the, the management in the WWE likes Sonya Deville. I think that she um, is in line for a bit of a push in 2019 alongside uh, Mandy Rose. When I say alongside, I, I don't expect them to be um, kind of buddies, pals for uh, too much longer. I wouldn't be surprised to see those two feud. Um, and there could be a little bit of a, um, a storyline breakup during the battle rule, which could plant the seeds for that feud. But um, yeah, I think Sonya Deville could be in line for a bit of a push. I think the winner is going to be Mandy Rose. Like I say she was um, in line for a championship match against Asuka. Um, she was meant to have won the four-way at last week's SmackDown. We all know that didn't happen. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mandy Rose wins the women's battle royal at WrestleMania. Now, she's not the uh, best wrestler in the world, far from it, um, but she's got a great look, uh, got a great entrance. She uh, is getting better in the ring. Um, certainly, you know, compared to Lana's standards, she's, um, you know, <laughs> Bret Hart compared to, to Lana, um, but uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Mandy Rose. Now, I actually um, like Mandy Rose, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, then... We got the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle, so let's get the battle rules out of the way. Um, There's not been too many wrestlers that's been mentioned for entering the battle royal. Uh, you've got uh, wrestlers such as Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil and Baron Corbin and those two dudes from Saturday Night Live whose name I haven't memorised yet and I'm sure they'll be as quickly forgotten um, after Sunday night. But even with the, the star power of the uh, the two guys from Saturday Night Live and the star power of having Braun Strowman in there, um, the reports are that this has already been relegated to the pre-show, which is a real shame for Braun Strowman because um, in his first WrestleMania uh, official match, well, I say official match, he was in the Andre Battle Royal at WrestleMania 33 and got tipped out fairly quickly, although he was red hot at the time, really making a good name for himself, should have had some kind of featured match on the show, didn't. Um, WrestleMania 34, he was in the uh, uh, the, the, the match before the, the main event, um, 
against the bar for the Raw Tag Team Championships and uh, his tag team partner was 10-year-old Nicholas pulled out from uh, the crowd um, and uh, although it was fun at the time it was uh, kind of you're looking at looking back at it in hindsight quite an embarrassing segment quite an embarrassing match and uh, not um, great for Braun Strowman's uh, reputation as being a um, you know a badass uh, in the ring like I've heard many kind of podcasters say in the past, you wouldn't put uh, Steve Austin in a match like that with a ten-year-old um, or anybody pulled out from uh, from from the crowd. Um, so why would you do it with Braun Strowman when uh, you know he, he did have that kind of uh, badass, um, powerful monster gimmick persona? Um, but I, I I think that. <laughs> kind of as as a little bit of a uh, a make do with Braun Strowman. I think he'll win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle. There's certainly nobody else um, that's been announced at the moment that could be a contender. Potentially Kevin Owens, but uh, I'll talk more about him in a bit. But I'm I'm going to say Braun Strowman here, and it's a shame once again that he's not on a featured match um, at WrestleMania. They've really uh, not done him any justice or any favors. Uh, maybe he's partly to do with that in terms of how he has. Um, I don't know, mishandled opportunities, some might say. Then you've got uh, the Boss and Hug connection, Sasha uh, Banks and uh, Bailey um, defending their women's tag team titles against the Divas of Doom. That's Beth Phoenix making her return, um, and uh, Natalia versus the Iconics. Uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Nia Jackson Tamina. So it's a, a four-team match. Um, where it's a fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. So let's have a look at this. I mean, Bailey and Sasha Banks, they haven't had too many matches where they've had to defend their championships. Um, so it's not been kind of widely defended on many WWE shows so far. You've got the uh, Divas of Doom, Beth Phoenix, making her um, return uh, pretty much out of the blue. I mean, she has been um, a regular feature as part of the commentary team. Um, the, last year's Mayan Classic, the 2018 Mayan Classic, she was part of the commentary team. Uh, she was part of the commentary team at WWE Evolution pay-per-view back in October. Um, and uh, yeah, but, but I quite like Beth Phoenix and um, she's not wrestled uh, for the WWE in any sort of match uh, for well over six years now, I believe. Uh, but she still looks great and uh, she gets a good reaction from the fans and uh, I think that uh, there'll be kind of a, a good uh, photo opportunity when she kind of faces off against uh, Nia Jax on Sunday and um, I think that Beth Phoenix is probably going to get the better of that exchange. Um, I'm not a fan of Natalia, to be honest with you, but uh, I'm kind of going to be rooting for this team because I do like Beth Phoenix and I think that she's um, kind of done herself uh, some justice um, she, she's looking good in her return here the Iconics I think are there for comedy value um, I did quite enjoy their outing at Elimination Chamber, the Women's Elimination Chamber uh, back in February um, I haven't really got too many good words to say about Tamina uh, Nia Jax is okay um, I do like the, the Boston Hood connection, I think it's really between the Boston Hood connection, Bailey and Sasha and the Divas of Doom um, I think the Boss and her connection are going to retain here. I think that it's going to get quite messy. I think the Divas of Doom are going to start uh, uh, brawling um, on the outside, possibly, and, and uh, kind of 
get into a messy situation with Jax and Tamina and I think that the Boston Hockey Connection are going to get the better of the Iconics um, to uh, gain the pinfall victory against them. Yeah, so Sasha and Bailey, I think they're retaining. Then we've got uh, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. So um, this is a feud that's been building over yeah, probably a couple of months now, back and forth. Um, they've kind of had 50-50 booking where Bobby Lashley's won a couple of their encounters. Finn Balor's won a couple of their encounters. Finn Balor, of course, won the Intercontinental Championship um, when he pinned Bobby Lashley at Fastlane. I think he lost the championship to Bobby Lashley um the, 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 the same week, I think it was uh, on that week's Raw after Fastlane. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, the odds have been stacked against Finn Balor quite a bit in this exchange with Leo Rush being involved, Jinder Mahal being involved and Finn Balor of course won a handicap match on last week's uh, Monday Night Raw where he pinned Jinder Mahal and uh, Bobby Lashley went crazy and uh, you know beat up the Singh brothers beat up uh, Jinder Mahal and uh, and um, on this week's Raw it was confirmed that Finn Balor will be uh, bringing out the Demon. He will be uh, wrestling his match at WrestleMania as the Demon, the long-awaited return of the Demon. And um, we, we've not seen Finn Balor as the Demon for a little while. But it'd be great to see him return here, getting a proper WrestleMania entrance as the Demon. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be quite a spectacle. Um, I've been looking forward to seeing Finn Balor um, have a proper WrestleMania Demon entrance for quite a while. I was really happy to see him in the flesh at WrestleMania 34 last year. But just as ordinary uh, for everyone, uh, Finn Balor, this time around as the Demon um, I think it's going to add a little bit to the match, to be honest with you as well. Because I think we've seen... Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley on a number of occasions. Uh, there, there could well be some outside interference from Leo Rush, but uh, it'll be nice to see Leo Rush get a little bit of a, a WrestleMania moment. Um, but I can see Finn Balor winning the Intercontinental Championship or re, re, uh, winning it again um, against Bobby Lashley here as the Demon at WrestleMania. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, it will be. Um, I think it'll be a good match. I think that uh, Bobby Lashley is definitely capable. Finn Balor is more than capable. I think with the inclusion of Leo Rush kind of bouncing around as the uh, kind of wingman of, of Bobby Lashley could add a, a bit of fun to the uh, proceedings. But I'm going for a Finn Balor win, and he's going to be the Intercontinental Champion when all is said and done. Uh, Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns has headlined the last four WrestleManias, uh, three WrestleManias, I think. Uh, so, WrestleMania 34 against, uh, you know, I was right the first time, um, WrestleMania 34 against Brock Lesnar, of course, WrestleMania 33 against The Undertaker, 32 against Triple H, 31 against Roman Reigns, uh, with Brock Lesnar, my apologies, <clears throat> with the uh, kind of sudden inclusion of Seth Rollins, who cashed in his money in the bank at the end of WrestleMania 31. To win the match and to uh, uh, leave uh, the the Levi Stadium uh, back in 2015 as the WWE Champion, um, but uh, we fast forward to 2019 and there's been the kind of um, Roman Reigns uh, been out for a number of months from October through to January, um, recovering from his uh, leukemia. And uh, he is uh, well on the road to recovery. I think he's, he's kind of almost fully recovered from that, I understand. 
and uh, he's, he's back looking great um, not in the main event here which is a, a, a refreshing change to be honest with you um, and the fans certainly turned against him last year in New Orleans I know um, I was one of the 70 thousands uh, plus people that was uh, not happy with, 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 with the match and the way it went um, and just a match going on last full stop to be honest with you I felt that uh, Triple H and Stephanie versus Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey was the best match of the night and that would have been an awesome main event and a great way to send the people home um, here Roman Reigns going up against Drew McIntyre now Drew McIntyre has been back on the main roster for roughly a year now back in the WWE for a couple of years with a, a year um, in NXT out, six months out with an injury of course um, Roman Reigns I think is going to go over here now it would be a good opportunity to put over the, the new guy the younger guy Drew McIntyre do I honestly think that's going to happen at Wrestlemania um, I think they're going to get the happy ended with Roman going over I think that uh, Drew McIntyre is definitely deserving of a feature match here against um, Roman Reigns who is still um, you know the, the, the golden boy of WWE and will no doubt be back in the main event scene soon after Wrestlemania um, I don't see Drew McIntyre winning this match. I'd love him to. Um, my uh, heart says Drew McIntyre. My head says Roman Reigns. Then we've got the United States Championship. Now, at the moment, it's meant to be champion Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Um, but uh, there's been new report, news reports uh, going around that Rey Mysterio is uh, out injured. Or he's got a, an ankle injury. I don't know if he's out injured, but... Um, they're monitoring him very, very closely uh, to um, see if he's going to be fit and well and uh, match fit, match ready for Sunday against uh, Samoa Joe. And uh, I've even put it out there on the Wrestling With Jonas Facebook page who would be uh, the best person to replace Rey Mysterio um, if he can't go on Sunday. There's been some reports that uh, potentially it could be John Cena and I think back when uh, Samoa Joe first won the United States Championship, people were looking ahead to WrestleMania and thinking, yeah, John Cena would be a fantastic opponent. Uh, they both uh, came into the business from roughly at the same time, trained um, you know, together. So there's a history there from when they both broke into the business. And uh, it would kind of tie up that, that, that story, but WWE have never been great at telling that sort of story, to be honest with you. Instead of focusing on kind of, you know, the, the history, the legacy of two individuals, they'd rather focus on, um, you know, something more current, um, something that doesn't quite make as much sense. Um, so if Rey Mysterio can't go, could it be John Cena? Uh, but then I spoke about one wrestler who is not on the WrestleMania card and who kind of returned at Fastlane, was part of the WWE Championship match in the main event at Fastlane against Daniel Bryan and Mustafa Ali. Um, could it be Kevin Owens? Um, could it be Mustafa Ali? He's another one that's uh, currently got not much to do apart from being uh, one of the entrants into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So, um, yeah, uh, who knows? If it does end up being Rey Mysterio, and I hope it is because I think Rey Mysterio deserves his, his WrestleMania return, because um, he has been, and I'm sure you'll all agree, absolutely fantastic to watch and a real kind of, uh, you know, he, he's a credit to himself the way he's come back. Um, you know, he, he's been in the business for God, 25 years now. 
and um, he looks every bit as good now as he did 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so, uh, yeah, he hasn't slowed down, and his, his, his matches with Andrade have been fantastic. And that could be another name that could potentially be in contention for, you know, replacing Rey Mysterio. I wouldn't be, you know, against having Andrade in there, making it a three-way, taking a little bit of the, the pressure off of Rey Mysterio so he's not having to do all the work against Samoa Joe. And we know that Rey and Andrade have got fantastic chemistry and we know that Samoa Joe can uh, um, you know, deliver the goods with pretty much any of his opponents. Um, if it's just a straight one-on-one, -on -one, if Rey Mysterio can go on Sunday, then um, I I like the heel Samoa Joe, um, but I think Rey Mysterio could pull off the victory here. We will have to see. It depends how banged up his ankle is, and if he is match-ready, then he could win it. If he's not quite match-ready, they might still put him in the match, meaning that Samoa Joe might win, because... Um, if, if Rey Mysterio needs to take time off to fully recover after WrestleMania, he can't really be seen as the US champ, or kind of, you know, not not be seen defending his championship. Uh, so circumstances will kind of dictate how this match goes. Um, I think Samoa Joe will retain, so I'm going to go with Samoa Joe. Then we've got AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. So this, to be honest with you, the card. I am getting more and more excited about the card, but this is one match that does stand out to me because I I like AJ Styles. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Got uh, you know a really great history. Been in many many memorable matches um, since he's been with WWE. I think he has toned down his wrestling style um, quite a bit. Um, of course, that would come with AJ um, you know being a bit older, a bit wiser. Um, doing uh, house shows as well as TV shows and pay-per-views, um, being a, a regular um, fixture on the WWE roster, and he is kind of one of the main kind of ambassadors, one of the main flag wavers of the WWE nowadays. So uh, he's, his style was always going to have to kind of slow down a little bit. Um, Randy Orton, I've never been a big fan of Randy Orton, certainly not when Randy Orton has been the babyface. Um, I've always enjoyed Randy Orton as, as the heel because I think he is um, he is does make a great heel. Uh, I think his, his, his character, his moves, his promos are definitely more suited to being a heel. Um, so uh, I like this kind of combination of AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They've had some really good promos some really good mic work uh, on SmackDown over the last uh, month or so, bringing a lot of reality um, and uh, a lot of real life stuff um, into the mix with their promos, which has kind of um, made me more interested in these two, more interested in the match. And like I say, out of all the matches, this is one of the matches I am looking forward to because I think the build's been good and because I think these two can deliver. And I think they've shown good chemistry on the mic during promo segments and I think that that could um, that could also transfer over into their match on Sunday who will win well I think everybody's thinking uh, imaginatively about how Randy Orton might be able to execute his RKO we saw him execute an RKO um, off of AJ Styles phenomenal forearm or the springboard move that uh, he attempted on Tuesday after their um, 
Kevin Owens, the Kevin Owens show talk show segment, and that was really good. So we know that they're not going to play out that spot again on Sunday. Um, so the question has to be asked, how are they going to play out that spot on Sunday? Uh, and, and I'm sure it will be a fun segment. We've seen a lot of clips, a lot of memes regarding Randy Orton and how he uh, can execute an RKO out of nowhere from any situation. And uh, I'm currently watching WrestleMania 31, where he executes that awesome RKO on Seth Rollins from uh, an attempted curb stomp. And that's got to be one of the best RKO's of all time. You've obviously got the, the Evan Bourne one, where uh, uh, Randy Orton catches Evan Bourne in an RKO off of a um, shooting star press and uh, many others uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens I'm sure we're going to get an RKO out of nowhere but whether it'll be enough to win the match um, uh, AJ Styles has had a bit of a winning streak at Wrestlemania over the last uh, few years he lost his first WrestleMania match at WrestleMania 32 against Chris Jericho but then at 33 he beats um, Shane McMahon at 34 he managed to uh, beat Shinsuke Nakamura from the Styles Clash um, in their match for the WWE Championship um, whew, interesting this one's close to call I am going to go with the babyface here so I'm going to go with AJ Styles I could be wrong, this is kind of one where it's 50-50 um, I could be wrong um, but uh, there's a chance that AJ Styles Having just signed a new contract as well, um, not that it has you know shouldn't have any bearing on the outcome of the match, but uh, AJ Styles, um, I believe, will be the winner here. That one is going to be close to call though. Then we've got Shane McMahon versus The Miz. So I think when this match first started to build, nobody was really looking forward to it. Um, Shane and The Miz were tag team champions, of course, had a bit of a rivalry going with the Usos, a couple of good pay-per-view matches, one on Elimination Chamber, one on Fastlane last month, and the matches were okay, um, okay to good, and there was a few good spots on there as well, certainly from uh, Shane McMahon with all of his uh, death-defying uh, leaps uh, across the ring. Um, and then Shane McMahon turned heel. Uh, the Miz has made uh, an okay babyface. I think he's always naturally a much better, uh, much more of a believable heel. Um, but Shane McMahon's made a, a good heel. The Miz has made an okay babyface. I think that the build to this has been better than expected and has actually caught the interest of a lot of wrestling fans. And although there's a lot of wrestling fans who aren't a big fan of The Miz or Shane McMahon for their wrestling style, um, I think that you know they have been able to pull together um, some, some good segments here, certainly on SmackDown Live leading up to this match on Sunday. And the interest level is, is probably uh, better than it would have been had it been the other way around with Shane McMahon as the babyface and The Miz as the heel although that's kind of more their preferred uh, personas. Uh, I think that um, Shane McMahon is going to try and kill himself again, whether he's going to jump off of the WrestleMania sign. This is a false count anywhere match, so um, I don't expect them to brawl too much into the crowd. You'll probably get a bit of that, but there might be some, some kind of weapons involved. Uh, but I think it is ultimately going to lead to Shane McMahon uh, jumping off of something very, very high, potentially crashing and burning and uh, giving Miz the opportunity to um, hook a leg and uh, get a get a win 
with the uh, you know unconscious shame man under a, a pile of tables or chairs or something like that. Uh, it could be a bit of a sleeping match as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this one is is definitely a talking point um, the following day. Certainly for uh, any any stunts that Shane McMahon might pull off. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Miz here. I think that he will um, overcome. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, uh, the Miz's father. Uh, George Mizanin um, is involved somehow. Possibly, you know, Shane McMahon could get a bit, a little bit rough with George Mizanin, and uh, uh, George could potentially slap Shane McMahon. And yeah, there could be a little bit of physicality there from uh, from Mr. Mizanin there. But um, yeah, I'm going for the Miz here. Then we got Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. So this is meant to be um, Angle's farewell match. So not only his final WrestleMania match, but his final match in the WWE. Now there's been a lot of critics of Baron Corbin, um, not very uh, um, happy that Baron Corbin is um, Kurt Angle's opponent in his uh, final ever match. Um, but um, you know, to be honest with you, looking at Kurt Angle, looking at his body, uh, looking at you know, can he actually go in the ring? Um, I don't think he's been the same. AJ, uh, the same Kurt Angle compared to what we had when Kurt Angle was uh, in the WWE 10 years ago or when he was part of TNA five years ago. Um, but uh, and, and maybe Kurt Angle, um, Baron Corbin is the right opponent for Kurt Angle because I don't think Kurt Angle could really go um, any more than five, eight, ten minutes max with somebody more capable than Baron Corbin. I think Baron Corbin. Um, is being pushed. Um, he, he is quite high um, with the WWE management, or high on. Uh, you know, he, they do like him. They do like Baron Corbin. Um, I think he did well in the GM role. Um, he has got more go away heat than heel heat, um, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Baron Corbin actually. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he wins, but I do expect Kurt Angle to go over in his farewell match. That normally you kind of um, put the the younger guy over on your way out. You do the honors, um, so there could be an element of that. Um, but I think that Kurt Angle is is such um, a, a, you know an iconic figure with such a legacy in the wrestling business. And has done so many great things for wrestling in WWE, for TNA, and I think that uh, they will put him over, you know, as he leaves. Um, yeah, I'm going for Kurt Angle here. Um, I'm, I'm prepared to, to be made wrong. Like I say, I think Kurt Angle is a man of honor. Um, he's got his three eyes. Um, and uh, integrity is one of those eyes, and uh, maybe part of uh, Kurt Angle's integrity will be to put Baron Corbin over on the way out, but uh, I'd like Kurt Angle to win here. Then we've got uh, the, the Cruiserweight match. Um, Cruiserweight champion Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. I think this has already been confirmed uh, for the pre-show, which um, is a shame because I think this Buddy Murphy doesn't have bad matches to be honest with you he's he's quite a unique wrestler um he's he's uh he looks good he looks good in the ring um i think he's he's a good character as well um he's up against um kind of like a bit of a, a mirror image tony niece tony niece is very capable in the ring um you know a, a very uh, adaptable wrestler both wrestlers very agile both wrestlers, um, you know, happy to do uh, some high flying maneuvers there, some power moves. They're kind of both hybrid wrestlers. 
And I remember when I first saw Tony Nice in the 2016 Cruiserweight Classic, um, he certainly caught my eye kind of doing things that um, usually, you know, jacked up guys, you wouldn't normally see jacked up guys like him do in terms of, you know, leaving the, the, the canvas um, uh, and uh, doing some high-flying spots as much as he does. Uh, Buddy Murphy, though, is taking it all to a new level. I think he, he really has um, revolutionised um, kind of cruiserweight wrestling, certainly in the WWE, in terms of what he does. Um, and he's not afraid to put his body on the line. We've seen some great matches between him and Cedric Alexander. We've seen some great matches between him and Mustafa Ali. And uh, personally, as I mentioned a few episodes ago on Wrestling with Johnners, I would like to have, I would have li- loved to have seen Drew Gulak uh, in the uh, position that Tony Nice um, has got for Sunday. But um, maybe we'll see Drew Gulak against uh, Buddy Murphy in the future. I'm predicting that Buddy Murphy is going to retain his title here, um, and uh, it should be a good match now. Last year's cruiserweight match on the kickoff was between Mustafa Ali and Cedric Alexander, which was a fantastic match. Uh, the highlight of the pre-show, most definitely, but one of the one of the better matches on the night as a whole, and certainly, you know, uh, kicked off proceedings um, very very nicely for those in attendance. Um, Buddy Murphy here could pull out a similar um, show-stealing match against Tony Nice, and um, yeah, Buddy Murphy retains here. Although, saying that, um, I, I think Buddy Murphy could potentially be, you know, could go up against pretty much any WWE performer on the main roster. So I'd like to see Buddy Murphy on the main roster um, to to progress beyond 205 Live. Um, but uh, he's in the cruiserweights at the moment, and uh, he's definitely, um, dare I say it, the, uh, the, the best cruiserweight in that division. Then we got Triple H versus Batista. So... The build to this, besides that that first week where Batista kind of um, was dragging Ric Flair backstage on his uh, the, the the Raw where it's his seventieth birthday um, celebration, and everybody was on the ramp and in the ring uh, looking forward to um, saying you know celebrations and, and happy birthday to Ric Flair. That didn't happen. Uh, the clip of Batista uh, dragging Ric Flair through the backstage area. And then shouting into the camera, Hunter, do I have your attention now? That was fantastic. Since then, the um, promos and the the kind of back and forth mic work between these two have been pretty dire, to be honest with you. I don't think there's many people that are particularly interested in this match. Um, It is a no-holds-barred match. Um, And the stipulation is that if Triple H loses, then he has to retire from in-ring competition. I think we all know that this is uh, uh, Batista's kind of one-time deal. So I do expect to see Triple H winning this. Um, My only hope is that it doesn't go long. Uh, Triple H likes to have these long, quite frankly, boring matches. His match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 32 was absolutely awful. I have to give... Hunter credit, you know, his most enjoyable match um, of recent years was certainly that match uh, when he teamed up with his wife, Stephanie McMahon, against Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey in New Orleans last year. It was the best match that I've seen Triple H in, um, certainly uh, certainly live, but uh, certainly one of his better matches full stop. Um, the, the spectacle, the atmosphere in the, in the, the crowd... 
was something that I've never ever felt before at a live wrestling show um, and uh, yeah everything clicked that night everything went right for the four competitors in that ring everybody played their parts really really well this is a different kettle of fish this is going back into boring Triple H uh, territory and um, neither one of these two have been particularly athletic or dynamic in the ring so expect a, a bit of a slow podding uh, plodding match but the element of it being no holes barred does add um, an element of, of intrigue and kind of a bit of variety there. So expect them once again to brawl at ringside, potentially to brawl around the crowd, use weapons, um, expect uh, Triple H's um, uh, sledgehammer to get involved, no doubt. Um, and I do expect Triple H to win here. On to um, some of the kind of the main event matches, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. So I haven't really got a lot to say about this match. Seth Rollins has kind of carried his end of the bargain as far as the build to the Universal Championship. Uh, Paul Heyman has really been there to cover um, the, the kind of the Brock Lesnar's end of the of the mic work, of the promo work. I think kind of the highlight of the build to this Universal Championship match uh, was their kind of confrontation on Monday Night Raw this past Monday, where Seth Rollins did get the upper hand um, on uh, Brock Lesnar by giving him a, a low blow and a curb stomp, um, which might indicate that uh, Brock Lesnar is going to go over on Sunday um, but I think um, the championship is, is long overdue for a change of hands and um, I think that Seth Rollins is definitely going over here. Now there is a little bit of a kind of a a caveat to that and I think you've got these three matches these three championship matches Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins uh, you've got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston and then you've got the three-way main event Charlotte's Ronda and Becky for the uh, women's championship uh, both Raw and Smackdown belts in a winner-takes-all match and we'll talk more about uh, uh, that match very very soon but I think some people are expecting the happy ending with with uh, with Becky and uh, Kofi winning their matches. I don't think you're going to get three happy endings here. So if um, Becky and Kofi win their matches, I don't think you're going to get a happy ending in the Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar match. And uh, uh, Brock Lesnar could retain, um, only to lose the title maybe you know a week or so later in a rematch. Um, this is how my prediction is going to go. Seth Rollins. Uh, is going to win the Universal Championship against Brock Lesnar. Moving on to Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. Now, this has been probably, I think, neck and neck, um, the best storyline that WWE has told over recent months. Now, Kofi Kingston was never meant to be in this position. Who was meant to be in this position, or his position, um, is not known at this stage. Was it meant to be Mustafa Ali? Was it meant to be Kevin Owens? Uh, the Mustafa Ali kind of run came to an end after he suffered a concussion. Yes, he got added into the main event at Fastlane, um, but we've not really seen much uh, before that match from Mustafa Ali or after that match from Mustafa Ali, and he is uh, entered into the um, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I did throw um, Ali's name out there as a possible replacement for Rey Mysterio, but we'll see how that goes. Um, Kofi Mania has really kind of caught everybody's attention. Um, and uh, it really has reignited Kofi Kingston and um, I think that his feud with Daniel Bryan has been uh, stellar I think that uh, the the mic work between these two you're always going to get fantastic 
promos from Daniel Bryan, of course. But um, Kofi Kingston has more than delivered, certainly on this week's SmackDown Live, when they had their contract sign-in, um, and uh, Kofi reminded Daniel that uh, he knows how this story goes, because Daniel Bryan was in the same situation five years ago, 2014, WrestleMania 30. He knows how this story goes, and he knows the ending. And the ending, um, Kofi said, is going to be him as the WWE champion. And that's how I think the match is going to go. I think it's been a fantastic reign of Daniel Bryan. A fantastic um, heel run as the champion. Um, I think it's been a great rivalry leading up to this match. A fantastic build. I think that the various gauntlets, ma- gauntlet, ma- gauntlet matches, maybe there's been one or two uh, too many uh, gauntlet matches, but um, it has helped to develop the storyline. It has helped to develop the feud. We all knew that eventually Kofi Kingston was going to get his main event um, spot against Daniel Bryan, but. Uh, um, with all the odds being stacked against him, including the uh, the owner of the company, Mr. McMahon, stacking the odds against uh, Kofi Kingston, um, but with his uh, New Day uh, brethren um, supporting him every step of the way, uh, they were able to kind of get Kofi over the finishing line in that uh, tag gauntlet match last week on SmackDown. But an excellent kind of exchange of promos between these two on this week's SmackDown. And it's really, really, really got me hyped for this match. Now, if if, if the women, if uh, Ronda, Charlotte and Becky weren't main eventing, I would love this match to go on last. Um, I hope that um, it's, we're not five hours in before we see this match between Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston because the energy levels in the MetLife Stadium are going to dwindle quickly with the number of matches that they're having to witness on Sunday evening. And I really hope that their energy levels pick up again for the main event. Um, but they should be really, really hot for this match. And I think it's going to be an excellent match. I think this is going to be match of the night. I really do think this is going to be match of the night. I think if they give it a good 15 to 20 minutes, Daniel Bryan in there. Kofi Kingston playing the vulnerable baby face. I say vulnerable. Um, so it's kind of the underdog, you could say. Um, you got the addition of maybe the New Day getting involved, Eric Rowan getting involved. Yeah, I think this is going to be a fantastic match. I expect this to be nothing less than a four-star match. And uh, I predict Kofi Kingston going over. So you may remember me saying earlier that there, there can't be three happy endings. I don't predict there being three happy endings. I've already um, announced two or predicted two. Seth Rollins going over against Brock Lesnar, Kofi Kingston going over against Daniel Bryan. Um, then you've got the, the the final match of the night, the main event, the first ever women's main event um, of a WrestleMania. It was always on the cards from as soon as WWE hired uh, Ronda Rousey. And um, yeah, Ronda Rousey, the current Raw champion, Uh, Charlotte Flair, the current SmackDown champion versus Becky Lynch, the people's champion, the man, uh, winner takes all triple threats for both the uh, Raw and SmackDown championships in the main event of WrestleMania 35 at the MetLife Stadium on Sunday. This is going to be an amazing match. Um, It really is going to be an amazing match. Um, It could easily be a four plus star match. Uh, Ronda Rousey is my favourite character in WWE at the moment. She's probably one of the best female performers the WWE have ever had and she took to um, sports entertainment, professional wrestling like a, uh, a duck to water and I don't think she's delivered a bad match even when she's been in there with the likes of the Riot Squad or with Nia Jax. She really has um, you know she she's you know like when Kurt Angle first made his debut 20 years ago 
It was like he'd been in the ring for 10 years. Same with Ronda Rousey. And we know that she's um, a skilled athlete. We know that she is, you know, an amazing combat fighter. And uh, she's delivered uh, in the Olympics, uh, you know, with, with judo. She's delivered in the octagon with MMA um, under the UFC banner. And she's more than delivered here on WWE at every turn. And everything she's been asked to do, she's delivered. Um, Ronda Rousey has, has just blown me away. Charlotte Flair has really stepped up over the last six to eight months, certainly since SummerSlam last year, where she's been more the, the heel Charlotte Flair, um, showing more aggression, more passion, more um, you know emotion in the ring and outside of the ring. I think her promo work has been fantastic, and I think that she's been um, you know the unsung hero of this uh, of this feud. To to be honest with you, and then you got Becky Lynch who was always the fans, uh, you know, popular with the fans, even going back you know, two, three years ago, back when she was the first ever SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Um, but she always kind of, you know, was always on TV, but um, getting the wins slowly but surely, racking up the wins, slowly but surely racking up the, the, the you know, the fan support, slowly but surely, um, you know, getting the fan support underneath her in exactly the same way that Daniel Bryan kind of, brought the fans along and, and kind of really got the fans underneath him to the point where you know when the fans felt that Becky Lynch was being ignored um, and not getting the the, the the shots not getting the opportunities that Charlotte was getting or that Ronda Rousey was getting or that Nia Jax was getting then the fan support um, became even more vocal and even more vocal and even more vocal and when um, Becky Lynch uh, had that match with Carmella and Charlotte, that's when the fan support just exploded. Then, of course, you may remember that um, Ronda Rousey was meant to have been defending her championship against uh, Becky Lynch back at the Survivor Series last year. That didn't happen because Nia Jax broke Becky Lynch's face, um, and um, that essentially kind of you know, was was a blessing in disguise because had those two have had that match at the Survivor Series, I don't think that Becky Lynch would have been on the cards for having this WrestleMania match. I think that the WrestleMania main event was always going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, and Becky Lynch kind of fell into it by chance. And I think that had Becky and Ronda had that match in November, I don't think that we'd be talking about Becky Lynch in the main event here. Uh, but we are, so that kind of... Um, incident with Nia Jax was a, a blessing in disguise and um, here we are and this has been a white hot feud I know it's been a little bit convoluted I know the storyline has been a little bit all over the place I know that it hasn't made sense um, but I think that um, Ronda Rousey recently turning heel was a masterstroke I think Charlotte Flair has been absolutely fantastic Becky Lynch um, you know, delivers every time she's in the ring or any time she's got a microphone in her hand. And I think that this go-home episode of Monday Night Raw was absolutely fantastic. It's a shame that that segment, um, after their uh, um, six women match, um, Ronda, Charlotte and Becky versus the Riot Squad, didn't main event, um, the, the, the kind of didn't... Um, close out the Monday Night Raw and especially what happened, what followed afterwards with the security getting pummeled down by these three women then the police getting involved and um, the three um, women getting arrested, handcuffed, being put into the back of cop cars uh, lots of, uh, uh, you know a, a, a bit of a, a brawl between these three even though they were handcuffed and uh, uh, feet getting put through 
uh, you know, the glass of the, uh, the the passenger seats in the back of these cars, and Ronda Rousey crashing the cop car or the the, the black um, unmarked car into the, the the cop's car, and yeah, just a phenomenal um, angle to kind of head us into WrestleMania, and uh, this is going to be a, an absolutely amazing match. I have to be controversial here, and I, I really want. Becky to win um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Ronda retains because I think that she's done an amazing job um, but it really depends on kind of what her future holds after Wrestlemania and uh, yeah I'm going to hate myself for saying this but I think Charlotte Flair is going to walk out um, as the uh, Raw and Smackdown Women's Champion at the end of Wrestlemania on Sunday evening um, I think that yeah I think that the, the, the kind of the division was always of Charlotte Flair with the two championships and the fireworks going off in the background. Um, I think Becky Lynch will get her day in the sunshine. Um, it won't be at WrestleMania though. It will not be at WrestleMania. Um, I'm picking Charlotte Flair. And uh, yeah, I'd love to be wrong on this. I'd love them to prove me wrong. Um, honestly, I wouldn't be disappointed if any of these um, three competitors win because I think they've done an amazing job in the build-up to this match. I think it's been an amazing feud um, and I think it's going to be an outstanding match um, and I think uh, this match and the Daniel Bryan Kofi Kingston match will be the two matches that will be uh, remembered um, when all is said and done at the end of Wrestlemania on uh, Sunday April the 7th and uh, yeah that's my uh, Wrestlemania rundown, my Wrestlemania prediction and um, there we have it so we've mentioned last week about some of the, the missing names, the forgotten wrestlers of uh, WrestleMania. Uh, we still know um, word on whether the Revival are getting their match. Now, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder challenged the Revival to a Raw Tag Team Championship match at WrestleMania. If that's going to happen, it's only going to be a pre-show, but I wouldn't be surprised if, that, um, if, we, if we see the Revival um, in the Battle Royal. The Usos, uh, but this is a match that I've, I've neglected to speak about because it only got added uh, after SmackDown yesterday, but the Usos will be defending their SmackDown championships against The Bar and against Ricochet and Alistair Black and against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. And um, yeah, uh, that's going to be a fantastic match. That's match number 16. Um, I, I, I hope they keep that off the, uh, the pre-show. I hope it's on the main show and I hope they give them enough time to really kind of show... Uh, what they're capable of. I think that um, the WWE management are very, very high on Alistair Black and Ricochet, and I think they're going to want Ricochet to kind of show off his, his flips and dives um, on the main show in front of the the, the, the world. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that they're going to put over Ricochet and Alistair Black. I think Ricochet and Alistair Black are going to walk out of MetLife Stadium as the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Um that is one match that I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Kevin Owens, um, I think he's, he's going to be relegated to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal unless he replaces uh, uh, Rey Mysterio. Mustafa Ali was another name that I spoke about last week about being a you know a, a missing wrestler, forgotten uh, wrestler, um, not on the WWE uh, WrestleMania card, but of course he has been um, shown on the graphic for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. So we'll probably see uh, Ali in that. Uh, we spoke about Alistair Black and Ricochet last week as being missing off the WrestleMania card, um, but they are part of that uh, four-team 
um, tag match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. We've already spoken about Braun Strowman. Um, he'll more than likely win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, they've been added to that four-team uh, match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. And, of course, Asuka. Unfortunately, it wasn't her time to shine at WrestleMania. Um, she wasn't. Uh, um, go, she's not going to be defending her title um, against uh, Mandy Rose or anybody for that matter. She's been relegated to the Women's Battle Royal on the pre-show, and uh, once again, no mention of the Undertaker. Um, a partial mention of uh, John Cena, only by uh, some of the listeners of wrestling with John, John as, um, as a potential opponent for Samoa Joe, based on their history. Um, so, yeah, this, of course, is a prediction show for WrestleMania. Um, I'll be putting out uh, another episode in a day or so's time to cover this week's NXT and this week's NXT UK. And off the back of that show, at the end of that show, I'll be giving you my full predictions rundown for TakeOver New York. Now, that episode will uh, more than likely go out either Thursday or Friday this week, but definitely before TakeOver New York, so you can um, hear my kind of thoughts on this week's shows um, and also my predictions for that uh, amazing card. Um, but I uh, just want to quickly go through, I think there's been 12 matches that have been announced so far for the G1 Supercard taking place on Saturday from Madison Square Garden. And uh, this is a combined show uh, pitting uh, wrestlers from New Japan Pro Wrestling, and of course, Ring of Honor. Um, some of the matches uh, you've got, uh, let's see, the, the Honor Rumble, where kind of everybody that's been left off the show, all the New Japan and uh, Ring of Honor regulars, will no doubt be in the, the Honor Rumble. So very similar to the uh, uh, to the um, to the Rumble that was before the All In show in September last year. Uh, you've got the uh, Champion versus Champion. Jeff Cobb, the Ring of Honor TV champion against Will Ospreay, the Never Openweight champion. That will be an amazing match. Can't wait to see that one. You've got Rush versus Dalton Castle. Uh, you've got uh, Bully Ray uh, in a New York street fight against Juice Robinson. That should be fantastic. Uh, you've got uh, um, Ishimori versus Dragon Lee versus Bandido. Uh, Three-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. That will be an amazing match. You got the uh, Gorillas of Destiny uh, versus Villain Enterprises, uh, PCO and Brody King versus Evil and Sonata, and the the final team to make up the the, the four way um, are the Briscoe Brothers, and uh, uh, that should be an amazing match. That is, of course, winner takes all match, uh, four way tag team for the um, IWGP Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor uh, World Tag Title. So winner takes all there. You've got Zack Sabre Jr. versus uh, Tanahashi. Uh, singles match for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship. That'll be an outstanding match. Uh, you've got um, Nato versus Kota Ibushi for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That'll be an outstanding match. Jay Lethal versus Marty Skull versus Matt Taven. A three-way land match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. Um, that'll be uh, a really fun and exciting match, especially with it being a ladder match. And the main event of this show, the G1 Supercard main event at MSG, is going to be the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Jay White, defending against uh, former champion legend, the Rainmaker, Okada, and uh, that is no doubt going to close out the show on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden, and that's going to be an outstanding match. So the plan is, not only are we going to be covering NXT TakeOver New York, 
um, that's happening on Friday night. We'll be covering it on Saturday, and uh, that will be out um, on the podcast on Saturday. We'll be covering WrestleMania, which is taking place Sunday night. We'll be putting that out on Monday. Um, we will also be recording a special podcast covering the G1 Supercard. So I'll be watching uh, the matches, I'll be taking notes, but I'll be joined by um, Chris Martin, um, otherwise known as the rapper Half Decent, and uh, Heather Padbury, who will be uh, joining me in a bit of a a three-man booth to cover off the G1 Supercard, and that will be out uh, sometime after WrestleMania. Um, So you've got three big podcasts coming out over the weekend, NXT TakeOver New York, WrestleMania, and the G1 Supercard. Before all of that, of course, and uh, over the next day or so, you'll get uh, my uh, review of this week's NXT and NXT UK, as well as my predictions of the NXT TakeOver New York card. Uh, that will be out over the next day or so. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. That wraps up this uh, prediction WrestleMania prediction episode. Uh, so I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. There's been uh, lots to take in. Um, they're really just my opinion, my thoughts on who I think will, uh, will walk away the victors after Sunday night. It should be a good show. I think that a lot of people have been quite uh, down um, and negative on some of the matches and the card. I think overall, the overall package could stack up to be in a very entertaining show. There's some some definitely matches that will be the highlights. Certainly the uh, the match between Kofi and Daniel Bryan. Certainly the match uh, between uh, Becky, Charlotte and Ronda. And uh, um, many other matches, like I say, the, the four-way tag match for the SmackDown. Smackdown Tag Team Championships will be fantastic. Looking forward to Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Um, so yeah, it should be a really good overall show. And I think a lot of people are looking forward to WrestleMania, as am I. So once again, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, please don't forget to hit uh, subscribe, uh, like, and uh, share this uh, episode with your friends and with your family. Shout about uh, Wrestling With Jonas. Shout about this episode. Tell your friends, tell your family, and keep listening to Wrestling With Jonas for all of your weekly NXT and NXT updates. Uh, and like I say, over this uh, next week, there'll be a lot of uh, big pay-per-view reviews. Certainly take over WrestleMania and the G1 Supercard. You can listen to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and uh, let's say wherever you download your podcast. We are literally everywhere. Don't forget to reach out to us on social media, on Twitter, at withjohnners underscore pod, on Instagram, at wrestlingwithjohnners, and uh, you can find us on YouTube, just simply search Wrestling With Johnners. And you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just simply search Wrestling With Johnners and uh, ask to be part of that group. You won't be disappointed. So we'll be back very soon, certainly within the next day, for our full recap of this week's NXT and NXT UK and my prediction for uh, what I think is going to go down um, at NXT TakeOver New York. And then on Saturday, it will be our review show for NXT TakeOver New York. On Monday, it will be our review show for WrestleMania. And later on that week, it will be our review show for uh, the New Japan Ring of Honor G1 Supercard of Honor from from, uh, Madison Square Garden. So that's uh, pretty much it. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And uh, we will be back very soon. (laughs) 